What's going on you guys and welcome to the video. Today we are going over a complete guide to online brokerages here in Canada. This will be the 2021 edition. This will be the most up-to-date, hopefully the most jam-packed video that you come across when it comes to selecting your online brokerage. This would be a video for not only new investors, but also current investors. It's very important that if you're currently investing, you know the options out there, you're aware of the different features and the different platforms so that you can pick the platform or the brokerage that is most suitable for your needs. What we'll be covering in today's video is starting off with the different options you have in terms of the different types of brokerages to make sure you're picking the best one for your situation. We'll then go on to talk about the best robo-advisors right here in Canada and there's really two main ones at the moment that we're going to be looking at. And then we're going to be moving on into the DIY, the do-it-yourself platforms, which is what I like to call it. These would ins include brokerages like Quest Trade, Wealth Simple Trade. We're going to touch on interactive brokers and then the banks, the banks being, you know, TD Direct Investing, CIBC, uh, RBC Direct, et cetera, et cetera. And we are going to be finishing this video off with my opinion and what I personally use for my platform. But as I said, this is going to be a long one. So let's just dive right on into it. If you have to bookmark this page, if you have to take some notes, feel free, because we got a lot of content to cover. But let's first start off with session number one of this video, and that is understanding the best broker type for you. The three main options that you will come across are what I like to consider the traditional style of brokerage. So this is like an in-person brokerage where you're working with an advisor. You have this middle ground now, which is emerging called robo-advisors. And then you have the true do-it-yourself platforms, which is very likely what you are looking for in this video. But those are really the three options you have as a top, from a top-down level looking in. The traditional broker, just to touch on that briefly, this is where you would go to somewhere like a bank. You could go to something like an independent uh, investment broker. This would be something like Manulife or Raymond James or Edward Jones. And with this option, you would actually get linked up with an investment advisor. So there would be an actual person, a human, a professional that you are working with. You sit down with a meeting and they ask you some questions and they will help you. Uh, they'll help formulate a portfolio that's suitable for your needs. Along with building the portfolio and constructing your investment plan with you, they will actually do all of the management when it comes to the actual ins and outs of the portfolio. You'll be very hands-off. You won't really have much involvement. They'll actually very likely be using products such as mutual funds, which are essentially these baskets of assets or their funds that contain a bunch of investments and you're very well diversified. If you are somebody that's working with a bigger chunk of money, typically let's call it 100K plus, Certain advisors will absolutely build a portfolio of individual stocks if that is a route you take. But for the most part, you'll be using mutual funds. These are a fee-based product. In other words, if you're working with an advisor, they'll charge anywhere between 1% to 2.5% of your assets. That's the way this whole industry works is that um, often they're paying kind of like a recurring ongoing fee that just gets kind of taken off the top. But an average mutual fund fee typically for a growth fund would typically range between two to 2.5% and that's per year. Again, as you get higher up with the dollar figures, that fee does whittle down. You can see it as low as 1%, sometimes lower. This is a great option for somebody that wants no part to do with their investments. They're the type of person that would say, you know, I know investing is important. I know I should be doing it, but I don't have the time to worry about it. I don't have the care. I don't have the interest. Maybe they're too busy with family, work, et cetera. 
I just want to outsource my portfolio to a professional, let them handle it, and I don't mind paying the fees. This is also a great option for somebody who wants that human connection. Maybe you're somebody that wants to actually build a relationship with somebody and you know you like bouncing questions back and forth. You really want to work hand in hand with somebody versus kind of being on your own. Maybe somebody that's also not so technologically advanced uh, or very good with computers and whatnot, this could be a very, very suitable option. Keep in mind, however, this would be the most quote unquote expensive option when we're talking about fees that you'd pay year after year after year. The second type of brokerage out there, which is what I like to call kind of the hybrid solution, is this new space that is evolving, which we would call a robo-advisor. And this to me is kind of right in the middle between actually going to a bank and letting them do all the work, and then on this end of the spectrum, doing it all on your own. This is kind of in that middle ground. A robo-advisor does not involve an actual human. You're, there's no robot humans that are doing things for you. You're not sitting in front of a, a robot. I mean, technically you are because you do this all on your computer and computers are just robots at the end of the day. But a robo-advisor is simply a platform that uses an algorithm to help you build your portfolio. And how it works is you would go ahead and fill out a questionnaire, you'd fill out a survey, and based on your specific answers, the platform and the algorithm, the robo-advisor, would essentially suggest a portfolio for you. This would essentially strip out the decision-making process. So you don't have to decide what funds to buy or what investments you want to own or what areas you wanna be in. That's the whole point of this platform is they will produce that for you. And on top of that, the robo-advisor service will actually keep your portfolio on track. Often the word you'll hear for this is autopilot. A great example of this is that they will rebalance your portfolio from time to time when it does kind of skew away from your targets or from your strategy. Broadly speaking, in terms of the fees that you would pay on robo-advisors, they are a step down from mutual fund or investment advisors because of course you're getting a lower level of support, but they are still more expensive than the true do-it-yourself form, which we'll cover in just a second. A typical robo-advisor fee, as we'll look at deeper into this video when we get into the nitty-gritty of the different platforms, you could expect somewhere along the lines of half a percent. That would be the management fee that they would charge, they would skim off for managing the portfolio, for building the portfolio, and all of the features that they do offer. One thing to note with robo-advisors is that you do have limited flexibility when it comes to your investment choices, in a sense that the product that you will very likely be investing in or that you will use is what's called an ETF, an exchange traded fund, which is almost a cheaper version. It's a low cost version of a mutual fund because they're very passive and very diverse, but they kind of just track an index. They're like a basket of assets. When you use a robo-advisor, you can't often go out and buy individual stocks. So if you wanted to go out and buy Tesla by itself, or you want to go out and buy McDonald's stock or Apple stock, don't get me wrong, you could very likely own those stocks within an ETF, but you don't have the flexibility to go out and pick certain stocks. The product you will be using for the most part is these low cost index funds. This would be a great example for investors that want to take a passive approach. They want to be hands off, not super involved, but they wanna be a little more involved than just outsourcing it to a professional. Again, you would be paying slightly lower fees, but this is our middle ground, our hybrid solution, which is called a robo-advisor. The third option, which is really the focal point for this video, is the DIY platforms, the do-it-yourself, completely self-directed accounts. This to me is the truest form of DIY investing because you get no suggestions when it comes to building the portfolio, you get no support, no recommendations, no help from a professional, you're the one in charge of your portfolio. This would without a doubt give you the most flexibility 
in terms of the different assets you can buy and the different investment choices. You could go buy stocks individually, you could buy bonds, ETFs, mutual funds often, options trading, commodities. You just have a wide selection of options that you wouldn't have with the other two brokerage types. This would of course be the lowest cost option and it's why it's so popular and why you do tend to see a lot of people making this transition, assuming they know what they're doing and they're comfortable investing on their own. Because in the case with the do-it-yourself do platform, you are not paying a management fee. You're not paying a professional. You're not paying for the robo-advisor service. There's often no fees uh, whatsoever. In fact, we're gonna look at a free option when it comes to investing right here in Canada. Let me clarify, there is no management fees, but you do often pay a commission. So a commission would be when you buy and sell a stock. You often pay a commission up front to buy, a commission on the back end to sell. But as I just touched on, we will be going over an option in just a second that is a completely commission-free option. This would be a great option for somebody that is wanting to be a hands-on investor. You want to be involved with your portfolio. This is great for somebody that wants to be in control in the sense that they don't have to reach out to the bank or they don't have to go through a, a system. You can log in and manage your own account from your laptop or from your tablet or mobile phone. This would be an option for somebody that feels they don't need that professional support or help. And of course, it's somebody. It's an option for somebody that wants to minimize fees really as much as possible. So that right there is a little overview to start this video, which will just set the stage for the three different types of options. To me, that's the easiest way to look at it. And of course, we're going to be honing in on the robo-advisors and the DIY platforms. But there is one thing that I think is very important to note before we dive into that. There is nothing to say that you can't use multiple options. I get that question all the time. Like, you know, Brandon, can I do a robo-advisor in this or should I do like, of course you can. There's no rule saying you can't do that. Let's take a scenario number one. And this may be a case with you. You're just starting investing with $10,000. A decent choice in that case could be why not take 5,000, half of it and pop it into a robo-advisor. See how that goes, kind of feel it out for a year and take the other five and actually try managing the portfolio on my own. You could kind of give it some time, maybe a year or whatever, come back at the end of the year and say, well, which one did I like better? And then you can consolidate. Another scenario would be, let's assume you inherit a million dollars. You have a chunk of money that you feel is a little more than you feel comfortable with. A great option in this case could be go with a traditional broker, go work with an advisor and put 80, 90% of your money with them. Say, listen, I don't feel comfortable doing this. I'm going to trust you with my money. I want that connection, uh, human connection, but I'm going to manage my TFSA on the side with Trade or Trade. That makes total sense. So just keep in mind, it's not one or the other. You can often do a, a combination of both. With that said, let's dive on into the, I'm going to have a sip of water before we go on. Let's dive on into the robo-advisor section first. By the way, if you guys enjoy this video and you find it helpful, please do drop a thumbs up. Take a second to do that because that really helps out the video, helps out the channel. And um, yeah, that would be, a, that would, I would really appreciate that. But let's move on now into our first real section of this video, which is the category of robo-advisors. And again, if you'd like to skip ahead to DIY, go ahead. But today we're going to start by comparing Canada's two most popular options in Quest Wealth and then Wealth Simple Invest. Quest Wealth is a division or it's a branch off of Quest Trade, and Wealth Simple Invest is uh, obviously the company Wealth Simple. This was actually their traditional platform. I have done a full video, by the way, if you want to learn even deeper than what we covered today in terms of the returns, uh, like actually we compared them up side by side and saw, saw which is better. I will include that video, but we're gonna cover everything you need to know here from a, from a complete 
level, I guess you could say. But in both of these cases, as is the case with RoboAdvisor, you'd start by filling out a questionnaire. Now, based on your answers, again, they will suggest to you a suitable portfolio of ETFs. QuestTrade actually offers five selections. They range from their aggressive portfolio, which is 100% invested in equities. This would be very suitable for a growth investor, someone wanting to grow their money, all the way down to a conservative portfolio, which would be 20% in equities, 80% in fixed income. So actually majority invested in a safe, passive manner. As you can see by looking under the hood at the actual portfolios, Quest Wealth will build your portfolios by using primarily ETFs from iShares, Wisdom Tree, and Spider. So these are quite simply different providers of ETFs. They all kind of package up their own bundles, and these are the ones that Quest Trade opts to go with. They do also offer these options in a socially responsible investing manner. SRI is the term that you'll hear for this, which I know is a very popular option these days. I've also done a full video on SRI investing if that's something you're interested in. But regardless of which fund they uh, suggest to you, whatever fund you decide to go with, QuestWealth charges a management fee of 0.25% per year, a quarter of a percentage point. If you have under $100,000, if you exceed $100,000, that rate drops down to 0.20%. Uh, so just to do the math on that, to really display the cost, if you invested $100 with their service, you would be charged 25 cents per year, which would be taken off automatically, which is Quest Trade's management fee. Obviously, if you multiply that number up, the fee would increase as well. But keep in mind, each of these ETFs that you invest in, they all charge their own fees as well. So there's actually two layers of fees and you can see that displayed well here in this chart. You see the green bar represents Quest Trades or Quest Wealth, I should say, their fee at 0.25%. On top of that, you will also be paying the fee on the ETFs, which is called the MER. And in this case, it gives the example of a 0.13% average, which would bring your total fee up to a total of 0.38% per year in this case. And that is compared up against the average mutual fund fee, which we see is significantly higher. One thing to note with Quest Wealth and Quest Trade is that they do actually require a minimum balance when you're depositing your initial deposit of $1,000 or more. So if you are starting off with a smaller amount of money, that can be tricky, which is why we actually have our next selection coming up in just a second. But in terms of the account types that this platform offers, they offer really the full range of account types from TFSAs to RRSPs, cash accounts, education plans, RESPs, you have spousal RSPs, locked in retirement accounts, corporate accounts, they don't offer margin accounts because you wouldn't be using that with a robo-advisor service, but that's pretty much the rundown on QuestWell. They offer a wide variety. You will easily be able to find the account type that suits you best. And actually, as QuestTrade is a partner of this channel, QuestWealth, I should say, they do have a promotion going on right now where if you sign up using the link down below, you can get your first $10,000 managed for free for the first year. So you save a bit on fees there by using the link down below. Let's move along now to Wealth Simple Invest. And we do have a very similar story, but after filling out their respective questionnaire, they would boil you down into really three main selections of portfolios. They have a growth portfolio, they have a Wealth Simple balanced portfolio, and then they have a conservative portfolio. So less selection, more concentrated. But again, if we look under the hood, it's a very similar story. They use ETFs from iShares, Spider, 
as well as Vanguard, which are again, some of the top providers of ETFs to build up your portfolio. One of the things that I think is really unique about Wealthsimple Invest is not only do they offer socially responsible investing portfolios, but you also have a roundup feature in terms of investing your spare change, kind of like the company Milo you may have heard about. They also offer halal investing portfolios. This is for specifically the Muslim religion where certain assets are goes against their religious beliefs. So they have a portfolio specifically catered to that. In terms of the pricing with Wealth Simple Invest, they do operate on really three tiers. Well, there's really two tiers, I should say. They are slightly higher than Quest Wealth. You can see that the basic tier is 50, 0.50% per year versus Quest Wealth's 0.25. If you have under $100,000, if you do exceed that, they do bump that down to 0.5%. So again, just the numbers on that quite simply is on $100, you'd be paying 50 cents per year in management fees. Again, that's Wealth Simple's fee. Then you have the second layer of the ETF fees, which you would compile on top of that. They do have the generation tier, which is basically just an extension of black, where if you have over $500,000, you do get some additional features, but the fee remains at 0.40%. Like Questrade, you're gonna have access to a wide variety of account types, not as much, but it's still gonna hit pretty much every major category that you very likely will need. From the RSPs to the TFSAs to personal cash accounts, RSPs, our ESPs, RIFs, Liras, joints, and business accounts. However, one of the key benefits with Wealthsimple is that as I mentioned, they do not have a minimum. You don't have to hit that $1,000 threshold, which is why actually it is a great option for beginners who are more or less just starting out and they wanna put some money in here and there. It's also a very simple, a very intuitive platform to use if that's something you reside with on an actual user interface side of things. Wealthsimple actually does have a signup offer as well. If you do deposit $500 or more, you get a $50 bonus, which is nice, but that's really the main comparison with Wealthsimple. And if we were to kind of put them up side by side, they do, by the way, both offer drips for any of you dividend junkies if you wanna just keep redeploying your dividends back in, but very comparable products. To me, the takeaway from this section is that these are both phenomenal options if you are looking for the robo-advisor route. You could argue that Quest Trade is a little bit cheaper in terms of the fees. That said, with Wealthsimple, you're also getting a number of additional features, such as halal investing, such as the roundup feature. And again, it's a very easy platform to access because they don't have that $1,000 minimum. Moving along to the next segment of this video, which will be the DIY, the do-it-yourself platforms, which is very likely the most popular part of this video. I will just say, by the way, I didn't mention off the top, but any brokerage that we cover in today's video is going to be a credible brokerage. I wouldn't cover them on this channel if that wasn't the case. A question that does come up is, is your money safe with these brokerages? Across the board, the answer is absolutely yes. These brokerages are all governed by the same governing bodies, which would be IROC, the investment, I don't remember exactly what it stands for, but Investment Regulatory of Canada, and they are covered by the CIPF, which is the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. This basically protects your assets in the case that one of these brokerages were to go insolvent, and you can find a lot more details. I'll actually put this link below if you did want to dive deeper into the actual amounts of coverage, but for the most part, you're going to be uh, pretty, pretty safe. Let's start this off with Questrade, as this is probably the most popular independent broker that you'll hear about when it comes to Canada. In terms of size, you can see they are 21 years in the market with over $18 billion in assets under management, or AUM. 
This is just an example of what the interface looks like if you were gonna go in and actually use this as your platform, the dashboard slash interface, I guess you can call it. To me, this is really the best all around platform when it comes to the features they offer and what you're getting for what you pay. They offer a wide variety of products from stocks and ETFs and options, but of course, for this channel and this video, we like to focus on long-term investing. So we're not gonna be tailoring this too much to the traders and the more aggressive investors, but absolutely you can do it all on this platform. Of course, there is not a management fee like there is with the RoboAdvisor service. However, there is a commission when you buy and sell stocks on Questrade. And Questrade's commissions run at one cent per share with a minimum order of $4.95 to a maximum order of $9.95. So essentially, if you were to buy, let's say five shares of a company, that wouldn't be five cents, that would get bumped up to the minimum of $4.95. Now, if you were purchasing large volumes of uh, trades or you're buying a lot of a stock and many, many shares, the maximum that it would cap out on is $9.95. One thing to keep in mind is that if you're buying Canadian stocks, these commissions will be in Canadian dollars. If you're buying US stocks, it will be $4.95 USD, but that's just a minor thing to keep in mind. One of the unique features that makes Questrade a very viable platform in my opinion is they allow you to purchase ETFs for free. So we've already touched on ETFs, which are those baskets or index funds. You can go out and actually purchase these without paying a commission. So in, in theory, you're not paying a management fee. And if you only wanted to stick to a low cost index fund uh, strategy where you're not gonna go out and pick individual stocks, you can go out and buy a number of funds month after month after month without ever incurring a commission. Again, keep in mind, each of those funds will have their own fee, but those are so minimal at the end of the day. One thing to note is that with Questrade, you do pay a commission when you sell the funds. And that's actually a mistake that a lot of beginners make is they buy a bunch of funds for free and then they realize they don't wanna hold them or they realize that they have too many ETFs in their portfolio. And then when they sell, they do get hit with that commission on the back end. but that is still a great feature, but it is something to be aware about. One thing that is worth noting with Questrade, and this is the case with actually a lot of brokers, such as interactive brokers, as we'll touch on later, they do charge ECN fees, which stands for electronic communication network fees. Here in Canada, we have, there's the ATS, the alternative trading systems, uh, I believe it's called fees. And very simply, this would be the case for mainly penny stocks, mainly when you're trading stocks on these unique uh, exchanges. So a lot of times you could look to stocks that trade on a smaller exchange. You will come across people that tend to complain about this because they're getting charged much more than their commission. But if you're just taking this investment approach as a long-term investor, kind of like a Warren Buffett buy and hold investor, these fees should be very minimal for you. In fact, there's many guides on how you can avoid paying ECN fees, but essentially by placing limit orders, versus market orders, which get filled immediately, and that's considered removing liquidity from the market, you can very easily avoid these fees. And I will include this link down below if you would like to pursue further. But again, it's not something that uh, I think people should really worry about unless they're getting really nitty gritty with lots of volumes of trading. I'll actually pop this up on the screen if you'd like to pause this video and you can actually take a look at pretty much all the fees summarized here. Of course, there's so many to cover and we're not gonna go through every single one, but if you were interested in, let's say, options trading or mutual funds trading, well, here's a good example of what you could expect to pay. One of the features that I think is very important with Questrade and why I think they're a very good all-around brokerage is this is a platform that actually allows you to hold US dollars in your account. For example, if you deposited $25,000 into your Questrade account in Canadian dollars, well, 
you have the right to go out and buy U.S. stocks. If you want to go out and buy a stock like McDonald's or Procter & Gamble or Tesla, for that matter, those are all traded in the U.S. So what you can do is you can always just purchase the stock as is, assuming you have an ample amount of money factoring in the conversions, and they will actually convert that money for you. They do charge a fee of about 2%. It's a little bit blurry. Some people say 1.5, some people say 2, but I like to just view it as a 2% conversion fee. And then what happens is that if you do sell that stock down the road, that money will actually retain in your portfolio as USD. You'll actually have available USD to trade and then available uh, Canadian dollars to trade, which is a pretty good feature as we'll look at in a second with, for example, Wealth Simple Trade, not to get ahead of ourselves, but that is strictly a Canadian dollar account. You don't have the option to have those US dollars. It does give you a little more flexibility if you plan to buy and invest in US stocks along with Canadian stocks. In terms of account types, again, you're going to be looking at all account types offered. You can feel free to view them here if you're looking for something specific, but I don't think we need to cover them exactly. They do offer additional features such as watch list. You can look up your quotes if you're looking to, you know, before you buy a stock, you can set alerts in terms of if stocks hit certain levels. I personally don't use any of those because I will have other platforms independent of Questrade, like a third-party platform, if I even do that at all. One of the new and exciting features to bring to you to this video is that just a couple months ago, they did actually wipe out their inactivity fee. So they used to charge inactivity fees if you were just not making trades and just kind of using it as a bank account, but they did discontinue that as of October 2020. And as I mentioned, you do have to start with a $1,000 minimum, which can be tricky for some younger investors or people with less money. That would be one of the downfalls that I see with Questrade. Another downfall that you will hear about is their customer support. I've had both good and bad experiences with Questrade when it comes to the support, but especially right now during the holiday season, trying to get in touch with their chat line or trying to get in touch on the phone is very, very frustrating. Just to throw in before I forget, they do of course offer their platform on both mobile and desktop. So if you need to use your tablets or your phone to trade, you absolutely can. But at the end of the day, this to me is still the most well-rounded platform as of today. Things are constantly evolving. But if you are looking for a platform, assuming you can hit that $1,000 minimum, it's one that I would very likely look into. They do have a promotion going where if you do sign up with the link down below, you actually get your first $50 in commission-free trades. You get $50 in commission-free trades. That actually helps me out too big time. And that's a great way of supporting the channel too. But let's move on into Wealth Simple Trade which would be our next option. And this is actually one of the newer platforms here in Canada as the scene is rapidly evolving. But this is a platform that's taken the approach of super modern, super easy to use. And I think it's fair to say that they are targeting millennials, but that doesn't mean that you have to be a millennial to use this platform. Let's start off with the main and most exciting feature with Wealth Simple Trade and the fact that they are a commission-free platform. In fact, this is really the main option you have when it comes to commission-free trading right here in Canada. One of the major features with Wealth Simple Trade as well is that because they're targeting a younger audience and people kind of getting their foot in the door, there is no minimum deposit. You don't have to reach a threshold. You can actually just download the app, pop some money in and really start tinkering around in the stock market, which is phenomenal. One thing to note, however, is that they are a Canadian dollar account. And I did kind of preface this during the Quest Trade segment of this video, where Quest Trade actually allows you to hold the US dollars. Within Wealthsimple, you will only have Canadian dollars in your account. What this means is that if you're out buying Canadian stocks, well, that's phenomenal because you can pop your Canadian dollars in, you can buy a stock commission free, sell it commission free, all is good. 
But if you'd like to go purchase a US stock, well, again, they will make a conversion for you. They'll charge a fee of about 1.5%. But when you do sell that stock, because you can't hold US dollars, it will convert back to Canadian. So essentially for a full trade, you may be looking at a 3% exchange uh, currency fees that you'd be paying essentially. 1.5% in the trade, 1.5% out of the trade. And that's why some people will often say that if they plan to invest in US stocks, they'd rather just pay the $5 commission with Quest Trade. Again, they have their conversion fee, but you get what I'm trying to say here. Well, simple trade, in my opinion, is a phenomenal option for people that want to focus on the Canadian side and they don't just mind paying a little bit extra in fees when it comes to U.S. stocks. One of the massive announcements that happened this year was that Wealth Simple Trade expanded from a mobile only platform in the sense that it used to be just an app to where they're currently rolling out their desktop platform. I believe it is still in beta form. I've actually done a video right when it was released. We did a first look at it and kind of gave some initial thoughts and what features they offered. It's quite basic, but at the same time, it's very, very promising to see this company really investing more money to uh, expand the services because yeah, there's nothing against investing on an app. And again, this may actually be better for younger people who like doing everything through their phones. But for myself personally, when I'm looking to buy a stock, I like to have my all my tabs up and I'm, you know, got my research tabs, this or that. I wouldn't want to be doing everything on the phone for the rest of my life. So it's very promising to see the company focusing in and expanding on this area. In terms of the account selection, it is a little bit slimmer because they only offer three main accounts. They offer a cash account, which is your non-registered taxable account. They have the TFSA account and then the RRSP account, which if you've been a longtime user of Simple Trade, you'll know that these were actually just rolled out in 2019. So in the big scheme of things, actually quite recent, but these are two very, very valuable features to have that you can grow your money tax-free or tax-sheltered in the TFSA and the RRSP. One of the potential downsides with Simple Trade is that you are limited with the investment selection in the sense that you're not gonna be out buying mutual funds if that's something you wanted to do in the first place. They don't offer options trading such as Quest Trade and interactive brokers. You can't go out and buy bonds directly, which again, at this point in our current environment, I don't know who would want to do that, but it is a slimmer selection of stocks. In fact, one of the major downsides is that certain securities actually don't, they're not available on Simple Trade. A great example of this is the stock Disney stock. I get this question all the time. Why can't I buy Disney stock on Simple Trade? Well, this is an ex- excerpt taken from their website. The stocks need to be CDS eligible. And for example, Disney is currently not CDS eligible, which is why it is not available on the platform, along with a few other major companies. But for the most part, they still have a wide variety of options and you're not gonna have too much trouble finding the stocks that you're looking for, for the most part. One thing that is worth noting is that they do not offer drips, dividend reinvestment plans, if that was a strategy you were hoping to do and roll back your dividends into stocks. But in terms of functionality, it is such a simple, easygoing platform. I personally am a big fan of how the interface looks, maybe because I'm younger, but it's super easy to understand, super easy on the eyes, and you can get set up in a matter of minutes. You know, by downloading the app, you punch in your your details, you link up your bank account. It's a very, very easy platform, and it's why I think it's such a great option for people that are looking to get their foot in the door. If you're somebody who is just wanting to maybe dabble and just kind of test out the stock market, but you don't want to commit a huge amount up front right now, pop in a hundred bucks and buy some stocks commission free. That's exactly what this platform is for. Of course, you can use it for 
your real long-term portfolio, no question, especially seeing how they are advancing and they're clearly making a commitment to expand the features. But in my opinion, if you are somebody who is a little tighter on cash or you're very, very stingy about commissions, you don't wanna pay them, or you just wanna keep things very simple, wealth simple invest, or wealth simple trade, I should say, is a phenomenal option. And with the advancement that we've seen over the past number of months with the beta program or the beta desktop, as long, along with the new accounts being rolled out, I wouldn't be surprised that if we look forward a couple years, they continue to roll out more account types and more features. That's almost something I'd expect because as we know, this company is backed by PowerCorp, which is one of the stocks we really like to cover on this channel because they're a, a strong play in the, fi the financial area right here in Canada. I forgot to mention that there is a sign-up bonus as well with Wealth Simple Trade. If you do sign up with $100, you'll get $10 matched in bonus money by using the link down below. On to our next option, this is Interactive Brokers, and this is one that we're throwing in today. We're gonna touch on it, but the reality is for long-term Canadian investors, I think that this platform can be a little too complex. In fact, it's fair to say this is a great platform for active traders. If you're a day trader, if you're a swing trader, if you're somebody that wants to be really hands-on and, and, and uh, get complex with it, this would be the platform that I think you should look at. Interactive Brokers is not actually a Canadian-based platform. They're US-based and they're really an international platform. You can use them even living outside North America, but you can absolutely open an account as a Canadian. I wouldn't actually consider this a true Canadian platform. To take a look at the dashboard, just to kind of give you a hint, an example of what it looks like, quite complex. And personally, I haven't used the platform. Even in the researching phase for producing this video, I had a lot of trouble. I had to contact Humble Trader to give me some insights on this because she is a user of this platform. Basically, this platform will give you a variety of options from stocks, options, futures if you're into that, currency trading, metals, bonds, etc. And pricing wise, they're very comparable, but it's very, again, complex and unique how they price because they have two different types of pricing. They have tiered pricing and fixed pricing. And tiered pricing would be if you're trading large quantities of stocks. If you're trading large volumes of stocks with num numerous uh, numbers of shares, you can actually pay on a tiered system, but the most common would definitely be fixed in the sense that you pay one cent per share with a minimum order of $1 and the maximum order of 0.5% of your trade value. You'll see for the US, it's half a cent per share, but again, you're essentially paying $1 USD up to 1% of the trade value. This platform by far has the most availability in terms of trading tools. For example, they have their trader workstation. You can actually get a bunch of additional data at an additional cost, but of course they are a mobile friendly platform as well. And really, as I mentioned, this would not actually be my suggestion for most investors out there. If you are more advanced and you really know what you're doing and you want to tackle this approach, I think it could be a great option. But if you're watching this as a beginner, my suggestion for the most part would be keep it simple and stick with either Quest Trade Well Simple or as we'll touch on now, the banks. The banks here in Canada, I like to categorize all in the same category because for the most part, they're very similar, but they do have slight differences in their commissions and their slight fee structures. Today, we'll be covering the major options in TD Direct Investing, RBC Direct Investing, CIBC Investors Edge, and BMO Investors Line and Scotia iTrade. These would be really the five main ones that you'll come across right here in Canada. Let's start with a table that will give you more or less an idea of pricing because this is something that everyone's interested in. The banks do tend to come at a higher cost because they just operate on a flat rate commission. As you can see, 
going from left to right, if you make under 150 trades per quarter, which I think most people would, unless you're very active, with TD, you'd pay $9.99, $9.99 per trade. That's buying and then another $9.99 to sell. As you can see, if you exceed 150 trades, well, that rate drops down to 7%, not a major difference. And looking over to the right, we see very similar case. RBC is a 9.95, which drops down to 6.95. CIBC Investors Edge would definitely be the cheapest of the bunch with a flat rate of $6.95 per trade. If you go over 140, 150, it drops down to 4.95, so very attractive. And they even have an interesting one called student pricing. If you do have a student package with them or a student account, 5.95 per trade. And then BMO would be the most simple where all transactions are 9.95. Scotiabank as well is 9.99. Uh, down to $5 if you exceed 150 trades per quarter. So yeah, like I said, commissions, these do tend to be a little more expensive because you're getting the credibility, you're getting the backing from a big financial bank, as we'll talk about in a second. One of the things to keep in mind with commissions and pricing is that this just as a bonus tip, if you deal with, let's say, Scotiabank or whatever your bank is, often when you have more products with them, like you do your mortgage with them, or you have an extra account or a joint account with your spouse, they can kind of get you some deals on, they can cut down your drops with, cut down the rates with commissions. They may offer you some bonus stuff if you do everything in-house. They really like to intertwine you there, which can be a pro and a con uh, in and of itself. But in terms of the different account types, again, you're gonna be looking at all sorts. And we're not gonna go through these ones because you can feel free to pause this video and take a look. But you're gonna have really access to any of the major accounts that you're looking for across the board. This is where it does get a little more unique. And these banks do charge what they call inactivity fees, maintenance fees, or just additional fees. And from a base level, we can just consider that about $25 per quarter. So that's $100 per year if your account is under a certain amount. So for example, with TD, hopefully this isn't too small for you guys, but with TD, if you have under 100000 I mean under $15,000, you, you're gonna pay that maintenance fee. With RBC, if it's under 15,000, you're gonna pay the maintenance fee. With CIBC, if you're using registered accounts like RRSPs under 25,000, you're gonna pay that fee. You do see that it actually is only 10,000 for non-registered accounts, so taxable accounts. BMO, again, is $25 per quarter if you're under 25,000, and then so on and so on with uh, Scotiabank. As you can see, I do have a couple ways to avoid these fees as they can be decently easy to avoid. For example, if you have combined assets over $15,000, well, of course, you're going to be waiving the fee in TD's case. If you set up a systematic investment plan, so a pre-authorized deposit where every month you pop in money, if you do it of $100 or more, that will waive the fee. Or if you complete three or more trades within a quarter, so that's three trade, that's one trade a month, that will waive the fee. And that's pretty standard across the board. Again, with RBC, you see, for example, if you have certain banking packages, they'll they'll waive that for you. And with Scotiabank, if you're under the age 26, they'll also waive that quarterly fee. So the reality is these fees are not crazy hard to avoid if you actually plan on using your investment accounts, but they do have some decent kind of thresholds which may deter some of the smaller investors, some of the younger investors, especially with those flat rate commissions. This to me would be a great option for somebody that wants... Well, there's a, couple reasons, there's a couple of reasons why I would suggest a bank to a specific person. If you really feel secure about the bank, you know, you don't really trust some of these other brokers. Like I said, they're all trustable, but at the end of the day, some people just don't trust them. 
they trust the bank more? Well, that'd be a clear option. These are the big five Canadian banks that are just integrated into our system and people like that. Also, they're easily accessible in the sense that these often tie straight into your banking app. If you're already with RBC, well, it's pretty easy to open up an RBC Direct account because they're all kind of intertwined. You go to one spot, you can do your banking needs and your investment needs if you have any questions at the same time. This would be a great option. Like I said, if you already have a relationship built with your bank and you do your mortgage through them, you do your loans, et cetera, et cetera, it could make sense to go there and it would be a great option for somebody that has um, a little more money. If you came to me and said, well, I got some more money. I'm not worried about the fees so much, which I think is a good way to invest. It's good to be aware of the fees, but you don't need to be super stingy over it. You can't go wrong really with a TD Direct Investing or a Scotia iTrade or a BMO Investors Line. But at the end of the day, guys, let's summarize this video. I don't know how long this is going to be. Hopefully, hopefully it's not too long. I appreciate everyone sticking around. Again, if you have made it this far, drop a thumbs up. But one of the takeaways that I want you to understand when it comes to selecting your investment broker is that yes, some may be more advantageous. Some have their little quirks and features and whatnot. But at the end of the day, they're all very good options. It's not to say that you can't do well. Like for example, if I do, if I use Quest Trade, I'm gonna do well. And if I use Simple, I'm not gonna do well. Or if I use Scotia iTrade, I'm gonna do way better than CIBC. That boils down to you as the investor. Whether you pay $4 for a commission or $5 or even $9.99 over the long-term scheme of things, the data does suggest that those do become quite meaningless. And actually what's more, much more impactful is how you do as an investor and how you decide to manage your portfolio. That's really what's gonna dictate your success as an investor. One thing you do have to decide, however, on a top level is whether you want to do the traditional in-house, like working with an advisor, you wanna do the robo-advisor or you wanna do do it yourself because that will dictate the amount of fees you pay, no question, because they're very, very different. But I mean, what I like to say at the end of the day, this is just a funny comparison is like picking your broker. Think of it kind of like picking your spouse, you know, when it comes to picking your spouse, there's attractive features. There's not so attractive features with all the options out there. And you want to weigh all the options. You want to find which is the most the best for your case. And you want to pick one that you can see yourself being on for the foreseeable future. One thing that I do suggest is putting the work upfront now, doing a bit of research so that you can pick one that you can stick with. You don't want to be jumping ship, you know, a year down the road. And uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, things do change and there's always new features, but very much like a spell, pick one that you can see yourself being with for the rest of time. That's really the goal that you can build a platform here where your wealth is going to be building and growing for the next number of decades. That to me is really the goal. In my opinion, what do I use and what would be really my takeaway? I use Questrade, just FYI. And that's the platform that to me is the most well-rounded. I do understand that you could cut back on fees by using a Wealthsimple trade, for example. But for myself, I don't mind paying the fees for the additional features that you get. It's very important to me to buy US stocks as part of my strategy if you looked under the hood at my portfolio. Whereas if I was you know, just starting out, if I'm just a first time investor and I really wanna start dabbling, Wealth Simple Trade would be a very suitable route to go, especially if you are under that $1,000 threshold and you wanna keep it Canadian based. But at the end of the day, I have no issue with any of these platforms. I think they're all great. The one that I would say maybe be a little bit hesitant on is that if you're just a beginner, Interactive brokers may be a little more complex than you need it to be. Often one of the principles I like to live by with investing is just keep it simple. Just go with something that you know what you're doing. Quest Trade, 
wealth simple trade wealth simple invest even the banks they all are they're all very very suitable options it's a great space to be in and i'm just so excited as a retail investor myself to see the advancements that come over the years sooner or later i'm sure we'll be they'll all be offering commission free trades like we're seeing in the us that happened earlier this year when the big banks schwabs fidelities they all decided to go commission free I think that we'll be hopefully following that not too long from now. But until then, I'm happy with Questrade. That's what I'll stick on. As I mentioned, there are links down below if you do decide to go do more research. You know, don't just watch this video, go watch other videos. I have a number of videos up on my channel if you do want to watch more and learn more. Make the best well-rounded decision for yourself. But if you do decide to sign up, there are bonus links down below where you get some bonus sign-up money. And that really does help me out too. So thank you guys for watching this video. I hope it was informative and jam-packed with info. It was pretty jam-packed with info because this was a big one to do. If you enjoyed, give this video a thumbs up. Subscribe for more content because we post videos like this every single week. And if you are somebody that's new to the stock market, you want to learn about our investing academy, click the first link down below. We have a program online that takes a beginner from scratch. We'll help you set up your broker if you need help with actually the ins and outs of setting up a Quest Trade account or a Wellsimple account. We will help you build a strategy, learn how to find stocks. There's a community where you can ask questions. It's like a fully super cool program right here for Canadians. We do everything just in the Canadian market as it is quite different from the US. But that's that first thing down below. As always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.